Welcome to the Finding Equilibrium podcast, where we dig deep into the battle of the sexes. Because let's be real, the relationship between men and women is complex, nuanced, and often fraught with tension. Women are expected to be assertive and career-driven, while men are encouraged to embrace their emotions and be more vulnerable. But are we really finding balance and harmony, or are we just creating more confusion? We know that finding true equilibrium requires us to confront the uncomfortable truths and challenge the status quo. So we're showing up to call out the cultural narratives that have shaped our perceptions of masculinity and femininity and examine how we can break free from the constraints of societal expectations and ideations, like why women are pushed to act more like men and why men are becoming more like the women they were raised to protect. So whether you're here to explore this seemingly never-ending battle or simply seeking inspiration to bring your own assets to the table, we invite you to join us for some thrilling and controversial conversation. So you made a comment about this guy who has blue hair that is showing up on everybody's podcast that you just can't respect because of the way he shows up, like who he is as a person and the conversations that he has. But maybe if he were to dress differently, you'd have respect for him. Right. Yeah. But I think like like our podcast is targeting those specific people because here's the thing. You may not respect him, but why is he showing up on everybody's podcast is because you're the minority or is he like the only male blue pill guy he's bringing so much interest in marketing and all the attention to what he's doing so there's something right but you can't respect him for whatever reason because of his appearance or just like how he carries himself or whatever but it's like there's something how he talks there's something society sees differently though Otherwise, he wouldn't keep coming back to these podcasts because I'm sure they look at the analytics and say, this guy gets ratings, this guy gets listens, this guy gets downloads, whatever. Where's the disconnect in what you're seeing? You think? Well, I mean, I'm trying to figure out who the fuck this dude is. So you're trying to figure out like where he came from, what's his story, why he has audacity to show up with blue hair. (laughs) I don't care about the blue hair. It's just like, it's just not cool. It's not cool blue hair. Mm-hmm. Like, wrong shade man i don't know it's uh, it's like when people dye their hair a wild color and then don't do anything with their hair you know what i mean like it's just a mess it's like typically if you're gonna dye your hair bright blue you're gonna have you know something but no I, I don't know i think it's it might be the opposite of what you're saying where it's like the fact that he's so blue pill is, uh, you know, and I don't follow a whole lot of blue pill stuff. So maybe in the blue pill world, he's like huge. I don't know. But like in, in, in the red pill world, when red pill people have him on, then yeah, they're going to get tons of ratings. Cause he's going to be like, you know, he's the anti, mm-hmm. so it's going to be, it's probably makes for really good content mm-hmm. because they're just like back and forth where mostly it's just these guys talking to these girls and these girls are like, Oh yeah, I guess you're, I guess I see what you're saying then. So I was just going to say, for the people that may have not heard last week's episode where we kind of gave the definition of red pill, blue pill, can you just clarify exactly what that means so that they know? Yeah, blue pill is is wanting to stay in the matrix and red pill is wanting to get out of the matrix. I don't know that this dude's actually blue pill. I don't know anything about him. So there's something there's something there, though, that you're like, he grinds your gears a little bit. We got to figure it out. 
Stay tuned. Right. We're going to figure out why this guy grinds Chad's gears in the next episode. Guaranteed. He's going to look it up. He's going to do a ton of research in the next week. And we're going to know by next week's episode, what in the fuck it is about blue uh-huh. hair guy. I'll get, I'll do a little research. I don't want to give him too much attention. I don't, I don't feel like he deserves <laughs> it like that. <laughs> that totally reminds me. So you ever see, I'm notorious for this. You ever see like the douchiest car and you hate it. You hate everything about the car and you mm-hmm. pass them and you just, you want to look at them just to see who's driving. Right. But you're like, no. but you don't want to look at them because you's going to give them the validation that their shit's cool. That right. reminded me of like, I'm going to look them up a little bit, but not enough to make them feel cool that I'm right. looking them up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't want them to feel so valid. Funny. So yeah, I will. I will do that. Cause that's what right. I do. So stay tuned. We'll find out more about that. But, but all right, so you wanted hey. to talk about what women really want to marry. Do they really want some guy that they can just boss around and give them a to-do list and they go through it non-argumentative or do they want that? And do they, are they looking for like a side piece with the alpha or are they just really wishing that they could turn this simplified man into the masculine? I don't think that's a thing. I don't think they're thinking that. They, that would be fantastic if women if women realized that they could turn a man not any man but most men into whatever they want him to be you know the way you talk you know you could convince him of the world you can get him to stop playing video games you can get him to get it go to the gym you can get him to you know make that jump into the business he wants to make you can do all those things but that's typically not the case like women tend to just nag and then it, it doesn't really go anywhere from there but i don't know i mean what do you from a woman's perspective, what do you think? What do you feel like the, I mean, and I know it's probably different for a 20 year old or 25 year old woman and a 35 year old woman, you know, obviously a 35 year old woman is a lot more into settling down, but yeah, I don't want to say, I don't want to say what I think. I mean, what, what's, what does a girl think? What do you think? I think it's all just learned behavior to start. I think that's like at the subconscious level that women aren't even aware of the shit that they just have carried on from generation to generation. So they don't know better. Um, But on the conscious level, I think that we've taken our subconscious because most women aren't in tune to that, but that always comes to the forefront, whether we're aware of it or not. So that that's leading the whole thing. We just haven't dealt with it yet. So on a conscious level, we're like nagging is motivation. We think that if we remind you, that these things have to be done, that they'll get done faster, right? But that's honestly just discouraging the guy, may, like reminding him of all the shit that he has to do on top of all the shit he's aware of what he has to do. But I don't think it's intentional. I think it's just like what we are conditioned to do. Biologically, both men and women, last week's episode when we were talking about the communication, it's not at a fault to either of us because that's just what we've learned. So our job now in this new generation is to become more aware of that and recognize that, hey, we're not in balance. Like there's something going on that we're not meeting at eye level and we need to have that, right? But until we can become aware of that, we're never going to be able to fix that. So I think it's just all this subconscious shit that comes out all wrong because we don't know any different. It's tough because I think a lot of the things that we're talking about when it comes to nagging and getting on your man is uh, stuff that guys weren't doing 15 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, for sure, 40 years ago, for sure. 
most of the stuff is, you know, you're not taking care of this. You're not picking up this. You're not putting this where I asked you to put it. You know, you're not helping with this. When we get into the, you know, I don't want to say biology, but it's definitely ingrained in us, you know, where the, the boys do certain things and the girls do certain things. And I think we live in a generation where the, the boys are expected to do all the things that girls have been doing for a lot of years. And I, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but one of the big disconnects that's going to happen there is women want all that stuff to get done exactly the way that they would do it. And we don't do that. Men don't do things the way that women would do things. And I, you know, I make jokes all the time. I say women, I think most women want a girlfriend because women, they, they really talk about all these, these things that they, they wish their man did, you know, the biggest one is like being emotionally intelligent, I think is the, I, th I think it's, they usually say emotionally available. And I don't think we're really wired for doing that stuff. Like we're, you know, women will wake up on a Saturday morning and it's like, it's time to clean the house. It's Saturday morning. It's time to clean the house. And guys are waking up on Saturday morning and they are not thinking of themselves. It's time to clean the house. So it's like right off the what bat. What are they thinking? nothing that the, the amount of anxiety that's carried through the week is like is the first moment is the first moment where it's like i'm gonna get up slow maybe i'm not gonna even get clothes and I'm, I'm not even gonna take a shower and i'm just gonna mosey out and like fall onto the couch and then all of a sudden you got someone around you that's you know wondering why you're not doing what they're doing we're not in the same place at the same time even though physically we're in the same place in the same time one person's trying to unwind and the other person's, you know, doing what they're supposed to be doing. You know, that's the same thing the guy should be doing is waking up and, but we're just, we don't care. The whole reason guys clean their house is for girls. The whole reason that we, we like, you know, I'm not saying the guys like things to be dirty or messy, but it's definitely in a different place on the list of shit that's important to us than it is like. Your priorities are you know, different. Yeah. And, and you know, ultimate cleanliness and ultimate organization is not one of our big priorities even though it'd be fantastic shit's got to get done and the problem with cleaning is it's always got to be done so it's like i i can't ever get the really important shit done because it's like oh it's time to do stuff and then we clean until the day is done and then all of a sudden it's monday again and all the shit's still broke mm -hmm. yeah in today's society, especially, I feel like we have this blended household where it's just now the new expectation is like everybody has shared responsibilities. And yeah, but nobody's helping me change the oil and put new tires well, right. on the tractor. That's just the thing is like the expectation is to to have shared responsibilities within the home. But yeah, at the end of the day, it's like we want that equal responsibility. But who's going to help mow the lawn? Who's going to change the oil on the truck? You know, because it's like, I think we suck the life out of men by running them dry, not giving them enough credit for the things that they do and that they do enjoy. And most of those things are things that women aren't good at. Women can't do. Women don't aspire to do. But it's like there should be an appreciation for that because that's kind of what makes a man a man. And why, like, ultimately, if you have a man, you want them to be able to do those things that you don't know how to do. Right. Yeah, that's the whole, like teamwork thing right. like, i think i think a lot of men come home. i mean just me personally last night this really really got me last night because i like i've been really having problems with falling asleep on the couch like i'm a fucking old man 
sit down to hang out with my son. And I so falling asleep couch. isn't the problem. It's falling asleep prematurely on the couch when you're watching TV kind of thing. Yeah. Last night was bad. It was like fucking 830 or some dumb shit. I don't even know. And I was just, I was just exhausted. The last thing I wanted to do was fall asleep. Like the, I don't know, I don't know about other guys, but the, the main thing that I miss out on is, you know, I just want to spend more time with my kid. So luckily I have a son and I just recruit him for everything. I'm like, ah, I know you don't want to do this, but you know, we're putting tires on the tractor today or, you know, some dumb shit that at least we can do it together, which, you know, that's part of raising a son is that's what my dad did is when I was at my dad's, we did things, you know? Mm-hmm. So I just was, think of the way that it used to be when like a dad had eight kids and three sons and the three sons were out there just doing work with dad. And that yeah. was the only dad time that you had. You know what I mean? It's not like you got to spend all this extracurricular time with dad. It was, you got your ass up in the morning and did work on the farm. That was dad time. Right. And I think that's part of it is like the reality is, is there is no farm. You know, there was, that was the whole point of, of sprung, summer summer vacation was so that the kids were home for harvest season, you know, cause they, we needed them on the farm, you know, now most people aren't doing agricultural stuff at home. So obviously the you know, summer vacation doesn't even really make a whole lot of sense, but you got these guys that maybe they're working less hours than their wife or doing, you know, easier work than their wife. And then, you know, maybe they're paying somebody to mow the lawn and they don't have a yard and they have new vehicles or a lease or, you know, like maybe they've got something in place for all the things. And in the grand scheme of things, you know, maybe the wife is doing more all the time and is more tired. And, you know, it is a lot more blended, like you said, and definitely need to evaluate your family life and, and try and fill in the blanks so that one person's not doing way more than the other person's doing. But we're talking more about how the stuff that a woman's doing is being like really looked at. And and it's like, look at all the stuff I'm doing. And then the stuff a man is doing is like, you know, not seen as as important or help me do my stuff. And if your stuff doesn't get done, then, you know, at least the house is clean. And I don't know. I love cooking and stuff. And so it's tough for me because I see it from both sides because, you know, nobody wants to cook and clean all the time. That's one of my biggest mistakes in my marriage was not really seeing how much work went into running a household and, you know, making real food, not fucking dino nuggets and, you know, the dishes that comes with three meals a day and meal prep and lunches. And men aren't really that great at things like scheduling or things that really involve memory are are a tough one for us. I, I bet Nobody listening knows what, no male listening knows what bus their kid rides. Like what, what number of bus does your kid ride? You don't fucking know. And we don't talk about our shit. You know, it's just like, you know, how'd it go out there? It went, it went. No, it didn't. The fucking mower slid backwards down the hill in some mud and I'm out there in my best jeans because I'm an asshole and here we are, but it went, you know, because a good man's not bringing his problems into this household and a good man is listening to all the problems of his woman and hopefully is able to help some way. So it's like, you know, we do it to ourselves sometimes. I just don't think that we as a society look at men like we used to, you know, we used to look at men like, you know, how could your house even exist? 
How could your car even run? Now we just buy new shit. Lawnmower doesn't start. Go get a new one. Mm-hmm. And it's, you don't need to really know anything. You you really don't need to know anything like it. I mean, well, you, and I, I think you got to at least fair. be able to put your Ikea together. And then that's about as far as it goes. <laughs> With my least favorite tool in the world. What's that? Allen wrench? Yes. I fucking hate them. You got to get the ones that go on the end of the drill. Yeah. No, I hate them. But what I think that is happening is when it goes back to like what a woman really wants in a marriage, it is that now that we know society has shifted and we've seen the whole other side of the spectrum when it comes to masculine and feminine with a man, that it's like we want both because we know we have both. So it's do you want both or do you want a masculine man that you can tell what to do? You can't, that's not a thing. I know it's not a thing, but isn't that what you really want? No. Just like we talk about women having masculine and feminine qualities. And while like a more masculine woman at a certain degree isn't unattractive, isn't uh, marriage material, you know, isn't somebody that you could have other women relate to or, or whatever you're trying to have as a wife, but you don't necessarily want her on the other end of the spectrum as being so feminine that she's febile and like cannot help defend her empire that she's helping you build and like all of those things. Right. So I think a woman is asking the same thing of a man, protect me, keep me safe, help me raise this family, help me help provide, bring your provisions in what you do. Because if you think of a, like a typical marriage back in like the forties, sixties, you know, that era, they didn't communicate man and wife, they didn't really do a whole lot together. The dad was the dad and he did his separate things and he raised the kids separately than the woman. They never were this cohesive thing that we talk about in today's society. So we're trying to take our old school ways with this from new school ways and try to make sense of it. There's so little time in between those two extremes that we can really make sense of it and how we find that equilibrium between the two. Right. Like back then, you know, husband and wife weren't like best friends. And and now, you know, a good, a good husband and wife are best friends. And, and coming from somebody who, who definitely gravitates towards a little more masculine women, because I, I completely agree with what you're saying. Like, I have a sense of the, the world is tough. It's hard. Bad things happen. And if a, if a woman is too soft, then... You know, she could end up not being able to take care of herself or my kids if I'm not there. So it's it's definitely a fine line where you want you want a woman to be, you know, very feminine but not like emasculating the, the man that she's with. Yeah. But then the my thing is that guys should not be a little bit like it's it's okay to talk to your woman a little bit about your problem. You can't come home in a shitty mood and then not even talk about it. Like you, you, you have to have communication when it comes to the things that are riling you up. But for the most part, you shouldn't even be bringing that shit home. You shouldn't even be carrying shit around. Like as a man, you shouldn't be kicking rocks for half the day because you had a hard time. I know that it's very dangerous to be overly emotionally vulnerable in front of the woman that that you love. Hopefully she respects you and looks up to you. And I promise that, you know, if you're sobbing or 
easily agitated all the time, just an emotional person all the time that it's not, it's not going to be good for your relationship. You got to find that line between being stoic and not closing your woman out. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to be able to, to do both of those things. I think women are really trying to promote emotional availability from their men. And I don't think they realize the the side effect of that is, and I've, I've done a lot of research and I've seen a lot of interviews with where women just, you know, I thought that's what I wanted. But then once he was crying on my shoulder, I never looked at him. Women, I really believe that women really are lust driven. I think we love in a very different way. And I think for the most part, it's hard to mess with a guy's perception of his woman, but it's not hard to mess with the woman's perception of her man. And you go picking at that and it's not going to end well. Which I find interesting that you say that women are lust driven when we are like the nurturers. That's what we do. Our arms are open all the time. Our shoulders are always available. Right. So when it comes to the for man, everybody except for the person that's supposed to be protecting you. Even then, like I know I've like come to terms with the fact that the the man that I've looked up to the majority of my life is my dad. And I've come to terms with the fact that there's going to come a time where I'm going to have to be the shoulder. Like that's just at a point where I'm like, that's, that's my, it's my turn to be the nurturer and not disrespect my dad for being at that place in his life. If you expect that of your man, you have to be emotionally available on both ends. And I don't think that we're honest with that. And so that's where I think that it goes so much deeper than just a woman being comfortable with a man's vulnerability. I think it's a woman being comfortable with her own vulnerability. And that the the fact that you're putting your vulnerabilities onto her makes her feel really unsafe. And you're right. That is not yes. what a woman wants. But it's because she's still trying to work through her own shit. She can't take on your stuff. That's too heavy. And a woman isn't made for all of that. And you're right. Fucking nailed it. And on top of all that stuff, everything you just said is subconscious. So most females in question, they're not even aware that this stuff is going on. Yeah. And and obviously there's exceptions to the rule, you know, but for the most part, and you know, just because your wife sees you crying or your woman sees you crying doesn't mean she's just going to leave you the next day. You know, there's, there's obviously a lot more to it, but you just really want to keep the perspective that less is more. Only be vulnerable about the things that really matter. And being vulnerable doesn't necessarily mean being a blithering idiot. Like if, if something's going to gonna knock you down that bad, then do it in private. Talk to one of your boys. Not even your mom. Not even your mom. Like She carries like, the same weight. Yeah. I mean, you, you love your mom and you want your mom to know that you're, that you've got it. You've got it handled. She doesn't have to fucking worry about you. She's just, she's just like your spouse. Like, you know, yeah. Especially from a son's perspective, like there's still a biological oath to your mom to protect her in some way. Exactly. Right. Right. And that's, so I feel like a lot of what I think is going on is that we have these, we have women that, can get in bed with a man that's maybe out of their league. You know what I mean? Like guys, even attractive guys struggle to have sex. You know, like the, the old joke is 
men have sex when they can, women have sex when they want to, you know, so a, a woman can have sex with a, a guy that's maybe even way out of her, her league for various reasons, you know, maybe not looks or status or whatever the situation status usually doesn't really matter to guys. But the point is just that I think between that and, and how easily women garner attention from all these exterior sources and the way that women pump up each other unnecessarily, like, you know, don't work on yourself. Let's just find you a new man. And I think that women have this faulty perspective of, of who they should be with, you know, so they're commonly settling for a guy that is actually right there at their level, but they're treating this guy like that they're settling for him. And I feel like we've got a whole generation of women who feel duped, like they just should be with somebody that's better. And, you know, maybe we all should, you know, and may, like I was saying earlier, women, you can make your man way more than he is for sure. And instead of just expecting it to just happen, like we're going to grow up on our own or something like that's That's why guys always have that transformation after you leave them, because that was the blunt wake up call. And I was like, you, you get back on the fucking All those path. subtleties led up to that blunt wake up call, but you weren't right. having those subtleties. It's your fault. It is. It's It's the guy's fucking fault, you know, and it's his dad's fault and his dad's fault. Somewhere along the line, we forgot what, you know, being a man was. You know, now it's having blue hair and fighting for feminism. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I don't know. I think it comes down, a lot of it comes down to like outgrowing one another. And if you have two people that are, are always working to be their better selves, it doesn't matter that they're equal. It matters that they are on this journey to being the best version of themselves. Right. But in today's society, we see this, whether it's the man or the woman, that is leveling up and the other partner isn't leveling up with them. They're always going to feel like I have this person that is supposed to be my partner, my equal, but they're not, they're not bringing whatever it is to the table. They're not leveling up with me. So I think the only yeah, but men don't have that perspective. That's a very, very female perspective. Level up with me, be just above me or you're down the fucking road. Guys don't feel we're not like that at all. We'll, we'll level up. You're supposed to level up together. This isn't supposed to be. You know who Pierce Brosnan is? Yeah. Yeah. So you ever, you ever seen Pierce Brosnan's wife? No. Yeah. So she's beautiful, beautiful. Woman. And it, now they're older, obviously. And Pierce Brosnan still looks like Pierce Brosnan. And she is uh, a pretty good looking woman for being much, much heavier than she was. Mm-hmm. And you, you you see a lot of backlash on the internet all the time about like, how are these two together and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know, all the men know because he loves his wife. There's no, he don't even see, he don't even, it ain't even a thing. Cause that's, that's how we're wired. But maybe it's just the physical that people are seeing and there's more to it than that. Right. Yes. A man can over, a man can overlook some physical attributes. If the woman is leveling up mentally, like financially, there's gotta be some sort of growth is what I'm saying. It doesn't matter what it is. It's just like the person has to be becoming a better version of themselves all the time. I feel like most people aren't doing that. 85% of divorces are initiated by women, but I don't think that those women are leaving their man because they've been hitting the gym and hitting the books and their man hasn't. I do agree that some of them are leaving their man because they've been hitting the, the work and they're making more than their man and they've had enough of it. 
of it. I think that's definitely happening a lot. But for me, I feel like if it was the same, then we'd see 50% of the divorces being initiated by men. And we're not, you know, it's mostly women. I think that just has to come down to the comfort zones and just being safe. And, and who knows, like, what are the statistics on men wanting to sleep with other women? You know, like you, you bring up women wanting to sleep with the alpha, but be with the beta or the simp or whatever. But it's like, what does that look like for a man? Well, we're talking about two way different things now. Like a, a man having sex with a woman and a woman having sex with a man are so wildly different things that, you know, I'm, I'm sure as a woman, you can understand what it takes to get in a woman's pants. Like, I'm not saying that a woman is never thirsty and never going to go out and fuck whoever the fuck she finds, but it's definitely not usually the case. Like usually women are going to have sex with somebody that they've got some kind of emotional attachment to, or can, can at least try and generate some kind of emotional attachment to like when a girl cheats on you, it's fucking over. It's over. It was over before that happened. When a guy cheats, it's not necessarily over. Now, if you've been together for a hundred years and you've got, you know, in a monogamous relationship, and your guy cheats and there definitely could be things, you know, he could have found somebody that he's super into. Sure. But my point is just that a dude could get hammered at a party and bang some girl. And it literally meant nothing where for a girl that is so much less common for them to have sex, you know, during a, a serious monogamous relationship and then have it had meant nothing. It just doesn't happen. Like you just said a minute ago, if the woman had sex with somebody, it was already over. And I'm not condoning men having sex in the marriage that's, you know, outside of the marriage. (laughs) But I'm just saying that way, way different things. You know, like a a guy could have sex with another girl and like, well, just love his wife and want to, you know. I don't know. And that's the whole thing with like guys being married for 20 years and to have a threesome with another girl or whatever the fuck, you know, and I tell you what, girls that are willing to bring other girls around are definitely going to cement themselves as a very valuable female. If you were to look at that from the reverse, like a, a woman wanting to bring other guys around, you know, you can just assume as a guy, you probably just not that great in the bedroom thinking you know what i'm saying yes and no because i'm not in that mindset (laughs) but i know yeah yeah no i can see what you're saying i don't know i think it just it goes back to the fact of the the initial question of what does a woman really want i don't think that most people know what they really want I don't think most people, that's a big problem. Yeah. Because here's the thing. And I talk about this. I talk about on my other podcasts. We don't really know who we are. So how are we supposed to know what it is we want? And how are we supposed to communicate that with somebody? If we don't even know for ourselves what we want, that's unfair. That's unfair to bring somebody else into our shit when we don't really know what the fuck's going on here let alone like trying to bring all of this. And then you're talking about like middle-aged women, women in their late thirties, early forties, 
that have already established families and are maybe making it, maybe not trying to bring all of this and then some into somebody else's life. Right. And then explaining to that person what all this is about, how you should know, how you should talk to, how you should handle what I really want from you and be able to clearly explain that to you is just like, it doesn't even seem possible. Well, and that's a, that's a really good point with, with older women, like older women are a lot of work. You know, if you're 35 going on 40 years old, you've got kids, you know, those women tend to be very, this is what I need. This is what it's going to be. This is what's important to me. This, 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 like, you know, and then you're getting into a relationship with, you know, their kids that you could, you know, build a relationship for years with and never actually have any rights to those kids. And I mean, if the woman left the dad of those kids, then, you know, getting into it right off the bat, you should be afraid that, you know, there's a good chance she's, you know, not going to try and make it work. She couldn't even, she didn't even want to make it work with the dad. And it's just younger women. It's way less work, a lot less work. Mm -hmm. There's none of this fire and brimstone stuff, you know, which is funny because the younger women, they have all the value there. They have youth and maybe a lower body count, less kids, you know. Today's society, maybe, maybe you'll find one with a lower body count than a woman who's 35, 40, but yeah. That's a really good point. Definitely less kids, but maybe a comparable body count at half the age, yeah. you know. So men and women pair bond differently because of what we were talking about a minute ago about how there's so much emotion for a female when it comes to having sex. I think that women... I mean, I know that, you know, women only pair bond really strongly a few times and the, the more partners that a woman has, the more difficult it's going to be for her to pair bond at a long term in a long term way. And, and it's, it's not quite like that with guys because we don't have that emotional attachment to sex. Like we don't look back on a relationship from. 10 years ago, like, oh my God, I just really remember that being such a lustful, you know, like we're not, we're just not fucking like that. We don't have the emotional memories that women have. And, you know, it's nowadays we got, everybody's got such a high body count. I mean, female wise that it's like relationships are just dangerous in general, but you know, a relationship with a, a woman that's 35 plus that's got kids that's left her husband, that's body counts probably well over 20 just sounds horrifying. You know, women don't look at it that way, but for a guy, like what's the benefit? What's the benefit there to get married at 40 years old? And I get what you're saying. Cause what you had just explained kind of solidified your original statement about women are more lustful than men. And then you had gone on to say like the emotion that's attached to sex that women have that, but men don't. So if it's well, not, if it's not the sex and the lust, because like you said, a woman's a woman's a woman, right? But a woman's going to have those moments and they're going to be emotional and she's going to hold on to those emotions and she's going to have all this attachment with the lust. So maybe that's, right. maybe she's comparing like something that she's had to something that she wants, something she doesn't have. Like she's always lust driven when it comes to the satisfaction in her relationship. Well, and so always comparing. 
and always comparing, right? Because, and especially with that high body count, like, oh my God, like I'm, I'm no, wouldn't be surprised that there's like a chart on every woman's wall and had them raised. Right. But what I, my question is to you then is then what does it, what does it for a man then? If women pair bond with lust and sex and the emotion that's attached to sex and compares every single man and their status and everything to that level, what is it on a man's perspective? The thing that gets a man to pair bond is usually more than anything, a little bit of time. We need, men need to be in a relationship, not necessarily for a certain period of time, but with enough interaction for us to really feel safe with the the female. Like, you know, girls will be on a completely different plane of existence than us. And it's really hard for us to relate. You know, boys and girls don't really relate to each other very well anyway. But for boys, you know, like you meet a girl that's even kind of into the stuff that you're into and attention. We talk all the time about how women are all about attention and, you know, men are all about sex. Well, the reality is sex is the only way that men really feel attention. Like it's, it's one of the only ways we really get attention. And it's, it's definitely the main way that we feel loved from our, from our spouse, which is not how, you know, a woman feels loved. I think the big thing is just that we want somebody who genuinely is, is takes care of us. It's like the mother thing. That's what know? women like, want. <laughs> yeah. But it's in a way different way. It's in, it's in a way different way, but it is definitely the same thing. And, and the, women, women want what women want. And what women need aren't the same fucking thing. Because while women want attention, the quickest way to ruin your relationship with a girl is to give her a bunch of fucking attention. Don't smother because, her. Because it smother my ass. You give a girl just a little bit too much attention and she's going to subconsciously see you as somebody who holds her too high. And women, women don't like that. They don't like that. Women, every woman nowadays is a fucking 10. But if you treat a woman like a 10, that's the fastest way to fucking lose her. So as much as women want attention, women respond to not getting attention. That is always going to be the situation and the guy they gravitate to is the one that they're not getting validated from. The 11th and man. Exactly. And it, and I know that's fucked up, but for, for guys, it's the opposite. We don't ever get validation. We don't ever get attention. Like if a girl is treating a guy like he's fucking special, oh my God, nobody does that. You know, nobody, the pick me, the pick me girl, be the pick me girl. That's why it takes us so much time to really pair bond because most girls don't really give us any of that stuff. It's, we take a girl out. We do the, you know, what do you, what's the girl want to do? What's the girl want to eat? Where's the girl want to go? You know, what's the girl want to buy? What, what color does the girl want it to be? You know, so it takes us a while for it to be like, is this girl listening when I talk? No, it's not really. She just wants somebody to listen to her talk, which we're used to that. That's fine. But every once in a while when we talk, if we can tell that you didn't even hear us, that's the one right there. You didn't even hear us. You know, this girl that seemingly had over heels with you and she doesn't even hear you talk. Those are the things that get a guy. And I think that's the, the big difference is guys don't have the opportunity to pair bond very often. You know, where girls... They're micro bonding with every guy they have good sex with, you know, 
we have to have an episode on hormones for sure. Like we've talked about it, but it like when it comes to like that and attraction, it's so key to so many different things that we talk about. Like you it watch just, that show um, at all? What show? I don't watch a lot of shows. You know that. What's the show with the hormone monster? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Big mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I love that show. Yeah, That shit is so <laughs> real, man. That show, every kid, every kid should watch that show. It is. I mean, it's fucked up, but. And that's the shit that I like. The more real you can be, I can relate because everybody likes to pretend that they can't. And then they see it and they're like, that's fucking me. (laughs) And that's what I was going to say earlier when we were talking about the whole, you know, what do women want? I think the one of the big problems is women have been being told what they want for a long time to the point to where I think a lot of women are believing it. You know, women, women want a career. Women want to establish a legacy like a man. Women want to be dominant and in control, you know, and women want their man to be super emotionally available and feminine enough to really understand her and see her from like almost a woman's perspective and point of view. And and I challenge all of those things. I don't think any of those things are what a woman really wants. I think that when you look at the statistics and you, and especially when you, you interview these women, when they're 35, 45, 50 years old, they're all saying the same thing. I hated all the hours. I hated the career and I don't have the family life that I wish, you know, hopefully they at least have some kids, but a lot of them, not, I mean, that's the big statistic is that I can't remember what it is, but like in 10 years, the projection is that 50% of the women in the United States uh, at the age of 45 or something aren't going to have kids and going to be single. It's going to be an entire country of cat ladies. Like, and now you've got this whole, I can't remember the term, but the passport husband thing where, you know, the guys, they're going and finding their traditional mate. Mm-hmm. Where there's traditional women. Yeah. And that shit makes sense to me. Except for you're just going to bring her back here and she's going to become. One of you us. Know, <laughs> yeah. She's going to be indoctrinated into the whole, the whole I thing. I need to but, go get my master's degree. <laughs> right. Right. And I don't want to sound like, I know I always sound so misogynistic. Like I've got something against women and and I don't at all. I just, I really feel like women are being fed a line of bullshit. It's the same thing with this whole section in 10 years from now, women are going to be out earning. Women are out earning us right now. And the biggest thing that's happening is all of this, like only fans type stuff. And like, there's so many sad simps out there with money to spend on a girl to get, you know, little online girl to give him a little bit of attention. I, I just can't imagine what's going to happen. When all these women are 35, all these 25 year old OnlyFans girls and foot finder girls and, you know, whatever the hell, what's it going to be like at 35 when they're wanting to settle down and have kids with all that money too, they're going to be super rich. I mean, there's girls out there making like $150,000 a month. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know if we're going to bring it full circle and back to that tradition. I know biologically Leo and I talk about that and it's like, that's what's ingrained. That's how we're wired. But 
is society going to push us so far away from that by the time that they do get to be in their 40s? Is the wiring completely off because we've changed their environment so much that now they've evolved into this completely different species? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're so far from a traditional woman now because of everything that's happened in the last 30 years. Right. Right. Maybe a woman like that will be happy with having a guy that they can tell what to do. And But how is a woman ever going to have lust for a simp? And lust is main criteria when it comes to a woman's emotional stability in a relationship. Like, good luck keeping your woman around if she stops having lust for you. That ain't happening. So I don't I don't see them women having very good lives. Because any, any Sigma or Alpha male isn't going to want an OnlyFans girl. That's just not going to happen. And that's the thing with a woman. A, wom- a woman's value is being able to keep a man. A man's value is being able to get a woman. If, if, if a man can get a woman and sleep with her, that's a victory. If a woman can get a man that she wants and keep him, that's a victory. And that's what I'm talking about. I don't think these women can get the men they want and keep them. They can have sex with them. Because that's easy, but they can't keep them. So they end up with a simp, and then they lust for somebody else, or cheat, or are just unhappy. That's what this whole this whole thing's about. But I asked you at the beginning, I'm going to ask you again, what, well, that's not fair. That's not fair, because you're married. So if you said anything other than characteristics that outlined your husband, that would maybe not be the best response. So what do you think that today's average woman wants? You know, 30-year-old woman today, does she want a simp that she can tell what to do, that will spend his money on her, that will let her be her and go out to the bar and go out on ladies' nights and dress how she wants to? Or does a 30-year-old woman of today want a man that's going to come in and be in charge of the household, be in charge of the big decisions, be strong and stoic and quiet and ambitious. And those characteristics come with a much more bullheaded kind of person. You know, a high value man tends to be a lot more rigid in his ways. You know, he's not going to be letting the girl go out all the time and dress up promiscuously and have a bunch of male friends and, you know, so what is it? It's got to be one or the other. None of this in the middle. You can't have that. Can't have that. I know that's what everybody wants, but let's pretend for a minute that it's got to be one or the other. What is it? A woman does want a man. Any woman biologically would want a more masculine person. So, right. yeah, it should waver, at least on the heavy side of having somebody who. And accepting that and see, that's where I I think we've gotten so uncomfortable with a traditional man because of all of the societal fucking stigma around a stiff armed man. And there was like a fine line between keeping your woman, your woman and abusing her. And that's why I think like the, the bad boys and the ones that are a little bit more of that like bullhead is what most women, that 11th man, that women will deny that they want. They can't explain it. They can't get out of it. They don't know what it is, but that's what they want. So when you, if you, I guess if you talk on a biological level of what women need and what women want, it is that most masculine man. 
Right, because the truth is, a woman wants to be allowed to be whatever she wants to be, but she also wants to have somebody that's dominant and dangerous enough behind her to be able to swoop in in case shit hits the fan. Mm-hmm. Well, and any woman that has had a decent father figure has had, especially like in our generation, has already had a taste of what that masculinity right. looks like. You're not yeah. leaving my house dressed like that. What the fuck are you thinking? Go put some clothes right. on. You're not leaving my house. Not under this roof. As a daughter raised by a respectable man, you should traditionally want to look for those same characteristics because you know, at the end of the day, even though you were pissed and you really just, you said all the things, at the end of the day, you were like, God damn it. I have a good dad. Right. You know? Exactly. And that's the thing with the husband and wife. That that's the the problem that the man is so afraid to piss off his wife that he doesn't do those things or he he puts up a little bit of a fight and then he backs right down because he can't be put in a situation where he's already been without sex for like two weeks. He's trying his damnedest to fucking stay out of the doghouse, you know, and any girl knows that that shit's going on. So the second that she goes to wear some shit she's not supposed to going out on, you know, girls night or whatever the fuck, he's got no leg to fucking stand on, you know, where the dad doesn't have to be your fucking friend. You hate me. I'm here to protect you. And if guys, if, if men had that mentality with their wife, I think we'd be doing a lot better where it's like, you're not supposed to go against your wife, but if you're really trying to protect her or your relationship, because a lot of times that's what guys are going. Guys know guys. You're going to the club, dressed promiscuously to let guys buy you fucking drinks all night. You Come know exactly on. what's going to happen. Yeah, well, and even if nothing happens, you're at least going to get showered with attention and all this. No. No. Fuck no. That's If nothing else, that's bad for our relationship. So does it make me insecure? Yes. Yes, I'm insecure. Because you're trying to go out and basically sell yourself, advertise yourself, you know, look at what I've got. And I, I tell you the other thing, when a man is acting like a man, he's going to be a lot different in a lot of ways. And that even transmutes into the bedroom. A masculine man is going to handle his woman differently. And for perspective, for guys out there who think that they're just like either they're this kind of man or they're that kind of man, life will turn you into whatever you let it. So if you want to be that dominant man in the bedroom, then you you, you should be. You should be doing the, the education and reading the books and following the right people. And But the point is just a dominant male touches his woman differently, you know, even not sexually, even just in a typical public display of affection is wildly different that those are the things that are going to create the lust those are the things that are going to create the pair bond those are the things that are going to like you know a woman is what she feels she's going to remember what she feels not what you said or what you did how you make her feel and men need to just stay on the fucking path if you're a man that's on the path then you probably don't have much to worry about so you just got to not be emasculated by the fact that maybe your girl is pissed off at you and doesn't want to let you have any for a week or something. 
be a fucking man, jerk one off or something. We can't be so fucking weak. I don't really think guys have what women want. You know, women, they get attention from all these different places. You know, it's, it's really hard as a man to be what the woman needs, to be what the woman's missing. You know, whereas a woman, it's really easy. A little bit of attention, a little bit of, you know, paying attention. Fuck. It's so easy to get a guy to fall in love with you. All you got to do is a little bit of pick me. A little bit of pick me. Yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> you don't, you don't think a girl should be a little bit of pick me? Um, I just, I can't ever comprehend the issue. Like, I get what you're saying on that level completely. Like, and I know that there's that, that shift and that's what's normal. And like, that's why we're here having these conversations, but it just, it always blows my mind as to the wall that women put up for no, for just like the most unnecessary reasons. And as if they don't want sex too, you know, but they just know that they can use that as the carrot. And so they do. And it's just fucked up because (laughs) it's like, we, we act like we're being the tough guy and we're like holding something from you, but we get all pent up and shit too. It's a double-edged sword and we do it to ourselves. And I just don't, I don't get why can't we just be forward and honest? I don't know. I just, I don't understand why we do what we do to each other. It's so easy to just be what we are supposed to be. And we put all this effort into what we think we're supposed to be. And it's all it's doing is getting us further and further away from each other. So if we want these things, if we know as men or women, what it is that we want, which clearly we don't, which is why we act exactly (laughs) like how we act. But if we knew what we wanted, we would give energy to that. And that's where our attention would go. And that's what would grow. That would be the product of the energy and the attention that we gave to whatever we were giving it to. We don't even fucking know what we want anymore. When you just said you get back whatever you're putting your energy into. And if women were putting their energy into the right things, the things that, you know, if they knew what they wanted, they'd put energy into the things that they wanted, and then they'd be getting the stuff that they wanted back. I think that women know partly what they want, and they do put energy into it, but we're back to the the nagging wife. You know, I want my man off the video games. I want my man to, to get that promotion at work. I want my man to do, you know, whatever, whatever the fuck. And, you know, maybe let's go to the gym, lose a couple pounds women tend to attack their man for those things. You know, why aren't you doing this? Why can't you just do that? You you know, I'm not talking from personal experience, but I see every, everywhere I look, everybody's wife is just like emasculating and destroying the husband. And, and I'm always like, I'm a manipulative person. And when people hear that, they're just like, Oh my God, that's a fucking terrible thing. You know, and then you, and then to admit, that you're a manipulative person. That's even more fucked up. Every situation that you're a part of, you're manipulating just by your very existence. You know, if you're part of something, then you're changing it. You know, so it would be insane to put yourself in a situation, manipulate it, and then not to have intent. So like, I'm here, I'm saying these things, I'm doing these things. I'm not getting back what I really want. I really wish the situation would go a certain way. But instead of saying the things and doing the things, I'm just, you know, organically letting it fall apart. 
And that's bat shit crazy. Like if you're going to talk to somebody, if you're going to do something, if you're going to think something, you make sure your intent is in the right place because you'll get the wrong thing back because you put the wrong thing in, Mm -hmm. even though maybe you wanted a different outcome. And I really feel like that's the way with women nowadays is they, I don't know if maybe they just don't realize how easy it is to reach into their man's life and just tell them that the whole, you know, the whole reason, hopefully that you got with your man is because you look up to him and you see him as a dominant person that could make big changes in your life. And, you know, just telling him that you see him that way and that you want that for your kids and you want him to be what you already know that he is. And I'm sure that if you spent your time doing this, that you could, you could teach us everything or you could show us the world or you could take us to new places or you could do all these things. But instead, you know, we come at men that are already beat down and don't have good attention and don't have good relationships, memories, anything, and not just with their, their husband, but just, or their, their wives, but just in general, you know, not having good interactions and in in you're belittling them and badgering them and nagging and, you know, attacking, you know, right through the door. And, you know, I think it goes back to what you're talking about, how different it was back in the day where it was like, you know, I don't know how it really was, but I always looked at it like the mom was pumping the kids. Your dad's going to be home soon. Go to the door and tell him how much you've missed him. And it's a, it's a different world. It's a whole different thing. Now we got guys sitting in the fucking car crying to themselves because they're, they're afraid to go inside their own house. And, the, and then women are inside not getting what they want out of their man. And they're withholding their attention and their and sex and all these different things. When you, you want to get a guy to do what you want him to do, every woman can agree that if they've just had sex with their man, they can get him to do just about any fucking thing they want for at least a few days. For at least a few days. We're just like, that's what we are. And you, but girls already know this stuff. They already know this stuff. And because they get mad, they get upset that they're not getting what they want. They start using, you know, they start disrespecting. And I tell you what, almost any man nowadays is going to choose respect over love. So when you start treating your man like he's a child, you're never going to get what you want. They can just go find another guy. One that's probably going to be more accommodating. She might not be able to create those great lust memories with him, but he's definitely going to be more accommodating. I feel like I still don't have the answer to this one because this one is one that I think about a lot because I I know what goes into a solid relationship and I know that there is no such thing as perfection. And I know that it takes both parties to be working and bringing shit. And like, it's just, it's like a whole fucking thing. But if you don't have those conversations, you don't have this understanding of one another, you can make your own rules, whatever, but you have to be in sync with those rules and work at them and check in with each other. Cause we're all growing and evolving and and life changes, shit happens. And you could put 20 people in the same situation and every single one of those people is going to react differently and have lasting effects that are different than the other people that were in that same situation. So it's like, you're in a relationship with another person that isn't you. So you have to, yeah, you have to understand that as you're growing and changing, so is that other person. So don't assume that that person's that same person that you met 10 years ago. Right. Didn't have assume that they're not whole different life 10 years ago. So check in with them. (laughs) Where are you at? Where are we at? Here's a cool statistic. 
something like 80% of the relationships, I guess I don't remember exactly how this is worded, but basically marriages where the spouses are running a business together, those marriages succeed 80% of the time. Mm-hmm. So when Either a woman, talking. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no way around it. There's no way around it. You guys are having, you guys are having a fucking day. Well, it doesn't matter because you got, you got fucking mountains to climb. So you better fucking hurry up and stop button heads. So the, and the, and that's a lot of it too, is the psychology of having to, it's about having to. And I think that back in the day we had to, we yeah. had, a, you know, we were generations of people that we had to be together because now I've got this family with this man and we've been together for 20 years. Who the fuck's going to want me now? Like, I got to make this work. And that, that mentality is completely off the table. Anybody will take me. Anybody will fill this dude's fucking shoes. Well, grandma you didn't know? have an Instagram and a, all the shit, you know? Exactly. Exactly. It was, I hear, the one I hear all the time is about how you just had to be the best of the 20 people that you knew, you know, because groups were small. You know, your little church group, little school group, little whatever it was, you know, you just had to be the dude, the dude in her eye, you know, in that small group. Now you got to be the best dude on Instagram. <laughs> Good fucking luck with that. <laughs> That's laughable. It's true because even though, you know, she's going to, she's going to pick you and you might be a bad dude. And then, but in her head, she's like, well, I could be with Justin Bieber, but I don't live in California. So it's, you know, I guess this guy will do. Right. Right. And, and, and really believe, you know, that, Yeah. and I'm not saying that guys aren't delusional. I just feel like guys don't have an overinflated sense of self-worth. We tend to have no sense of self-worth. I just think if women were more comfortable and confident with who they were, they wouldn't need the validation from all these people. And they wouldn't have this inflated sense of self because they wouldn't need it. It's just a feeling. It's it's something that we want to have and we want to feel and we want to say that we can have. We don't know enough about who we are. So we don't get ourselves in the best situations. And then we wonder why the fuck. Well, and women are funny anyway, because, you know, if your man is telling you that you're beautiful all the time, he's dumb. But if someone else tells you you're beautiful, then, oh, my God, I'm beautiful. You know, so like your validation can't even really come from your spouse. No, it has to come from you. Like, And then it doesn't matter. Yeah. You you know what I mean? Like, if you know these things. I see what you're saying. If you, if you're confident with, you're like, I am this and I am not this and whatever, whatever anybody tells you, it could be good, bad, whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't mean anything. It's like, thank you. I appreciate that. That's straight appreciation. The attention is null and void. Right. Well, and most people aren't very humble. Like you're beautiful. Well, you know, today worked out a little better. People can't take compliments because they don't believe it. Right. That's how I am for sure. It's just like, I'm pretending to be this guy. So thanks for validating my uh, character. Like on record, off record, whatever, but you, you still have some work to do too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just got to stay on the path. Right. And that's where the woman says, okay, I can work with that. I can work with, I'm going to stay on the path. Not you got to jump from point A to point B now. Okay, I see potential. And then the more that you pour into that person and say, I see that potential, you build that potential. They build on their potential. You continue to validate that potential. It gets bigger. Then you continuously grow like 
happy and successful and things start to be what it is that you wanted from that other person. Because now you were able to go back into the traditional roles of like, I'm going to stand behind my one and only and believe in them and support them no matter what, we can have whatever it is we want. Right. Because my attention is where I give my energy, right? And then that's what grows that whole thing. I completely agree with that. That's such good stuff. You just made me realize something that I never really thought about. But I think one of the biggest problems here is nobody's telling us what we're really in for. Nobody's telling us how much money it's really going to take, how much time it's really going to take, how much effort staying in shape is really going to take, what we're really going to have to aspire to. I think that guys, especially, I can only talk from my own perspective, but as we get older, we keep taking chunks of time away. You know, it's like, I no longer have time for this. I wish I could go golfing. I no longer have time for that. I wish I could play video games because we keep seeing it where it's like, man, I'm just not there. I'm not getting enough done. I'm not able to go to all my kids' games. I'm not able to hit the gym. All of a sudden you're getting up at five o'clock in the morning and it's like, you should have been doing that 10 fucking years ago, but nobody's telling you what it's really going to take to have a good marriage or to be a good father or to have a career or whatever the fuck. And we're trying to like give it 80%. And I think that because what you said about, because it's, it's about leveling up together. But I think that guys specifically shit needs to blow up a little bit. Like we're always dragging our feet. We're always a little late to the fucking game where it's like, I should have been doing this five years ago. I should have hit the gym. The second I saw some shit, I should have been in the fucking gym and never left. You know, I should have been trying to make more money before I needed it. These are, these are all from experience. You got to level up before it's time and nobody's standing there telling you, you know, Hey dude, enjoying your life. You're wasting it. You're fucking missing out because tomorrow is going to be harder and the next day is going to be harder. And the only way you're going to enjoy those days is if you're fucking ready and you're not, you're not ready. You're sitting on the couch enjoying yourself and, and you're going to look the, back. Huh? I was just going to say, and by that time it's too late and your wife's nagging at you and you're Dude. looking at divorce. And yeah. so who tells these aspiring men? I mean, anybody who's anybody is getting deleted. Like if you're, if you're about, if you're about traditional values and bringing bringing back, you know, masculinity in this world, then you're about to be canceled. So I don't know if there's anything that's going against the mainstream. It's, it's that that's why they call it red pill. You know, the matrix is going to try and shut down anything that's, you know, not to get super conspiracy level shit, but a lot of different groups are going to benefit from destabilizing the household and, you know, our men the ones that would wars on our shores, the boys and the men are going to go to war and protect the families, the households. Those are men that, you know, can make changes, that can resist changes, that can be the next generation to to rule and run. And a lot of groups benefit from destroying that, you know, from making strong man weak, taking men's power away. You know, then you can feed the society anything you want. Then you can do anything you want. Then you can say anything you want. You know, you get rid of masculinity and so who's going to fight you? 
who's going to fight you then? You know, that's what masculine men are is a fight. That's the whole thing with masculinity is you pay respect to a masculine man because you might get smacked in your fucking mouth. And we're losing that. All of a sudden we're at a place where people are stop being afraid of getting smacked in their fucking mouth. That's a weird, that's a weird place to be. I grew up in a generation where you'd get smacked in the fucking mouth. I don't even know. I saw a video the other day and it was this, this girl was like handing out flyers or something. And this dude was like a cyclist or a runner or something. And he was like ripping the shit out of the little girl's hand. And, you know, I don't know what the fuck, but there's a guy in the background and he was like, don't touch her. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Where are we? This is a little tiny girl and a grown man. And then people just like videotaping and watching instead of just dropping that dude. I definitely subscribe to uh, people need to get hit in the fucking face. There's, I can think of a lot of people just off the top of my head that could use a good knuckle sandwich. For real. Yeah. No. For real. Yeah. That's sometimes what it takes to make somebody recognize. Yeah, but we come from a generation where violence isn't the answer. Violence is always the fucking answer. Maybe not. But sometimes. So in our podcast, it is definitely a goal of ours to provoke thought in what we're talking about, the conversations that we are having around masculinity, femininity, and relationships. And so we stop with this abrupt thought to give you time to really kind of cultivate your own thoughts and perspectives around what we discussed today. And we invite you to challenge your own perspectives and even our perspectives as we are just trying to navigate these shifts. As Chad said, as we left off with this episode, in that it's not just relationships and masculinity and femininity inside of the household, but as a societal whole, we are seeing so many generational changes and really just creating this awareness so that we can try to make sense of it and piece it back together in a way that nurtures the balance that we've gotten so far away from and understanding that it's never going to be what it was as it never is. We are never who we were. Everything is always evolving and changing and growing. And so it's not that we want or think that the old ways were the better ways, but we really recognize that the biological fundamentals of what makes a man a man and a woman a woman are really not there in the center of most relationships and isn't something that is considered when trying to you know figure out what it is a person wants for themselves but also when you come together with another person and trying to understand them it's just getting really difficult to navigate the whole dating scene and how to have a strong and happy healthy marriage and you know seeing relationships going through high rates of divorce and all those things. And we're here to really challenge what's going on so we can hopefully come to a conclusion and get back to a point where we are seeing that the rates of divorce are declining and the high body counts that we're seeing and all of these things that are so different today than they used to be and not in such a short period of time even that it can really be hard to wrap our heads around how to make this work for everybody. So that's what we're here to do, and we hope that you're enjoying what you've heard so far. If you don't follow us already, go over to Instagram and follow us at Finding Equilibrium Podcast, and please rate and review the show so that we can continue to grow. We are not closed-minded individuals, and we open the floor to other perspectives, and we absolutely would love to have conversations around these thoughts, which is why we created this podcast, is because I don't think anybody really has 
a solution. And so if we can have these conversations and come together, hopefully we can come to some sort of agreement and resolution as to how we can make this shift and find congruence in our relationships again. All right, that's all we have for you this time. Share, like, review, and we'll see you back for the next episode.